0: Okay. Rahimun, So as I mentioned, you know, about the Quran, same thing is true also about the Sunnah of the Prophet as people need guidance, they also need an example of the people who follow the guidance. Because you or know, oh, you can say really, the Quran is like a direction. Which direction you go, but that's en- enough people also need a road to walk on. So sunnah is like a ro- your road. So if people say you have to go, you know, east or west, but you need a road, you need proper road, proper path on which you can walk. So this is the sunnah, sunnah the path. But if, if people don't know direction, they know the road, they can go in the wrong, wrong direction. The first thing is learn your direction properly from the Quran. Then after that see in this direction how the prophet Muhammad he walked follow his footstep foot that was sunnah the sunnah is sunnah in arabic language means you know something on which someone walks again and again if somebody walks only once it's not sunnah a path if somebody walked only one you can't say he is sunnah sunnah is when somebody walks on something again and again the sunnah is the path walked upon again and again that is sunnah sallallahu alaihi wa so many, many things people say in the community, that Sunnah, if you ask them, did the Prophet do? No. If the Prophet even did not do once, how can we Sunnah? It needs to be done again and again. When it does again and again, that's what Sunnah means. Sunnah, there's a misunderstanding in the world actually about Sunnah. reason is because since the books of the Hadith have been written, the people think whatever in the books of the Hadith, all Sunnah. They don't understand really why Bukhari includes so many details. They think everything Bukhari includes in the book, it must be Sunnah. Everything that Muslim has got, it must be Sunnah. This is not true, really. They, they know what they're doing. But when we read them, we don't understand what they're doing. So we misinterpret them. So first thing, take out from your mind that Bukhari and Muslim, you know, they include only Sunnah. No, they include Sunnah and things which are other than the Sunnah. Sunnah is one part of that. If you really want to know the book of the Sunnah properly, maybe, more likely, you can say like Muatta. Even Muatta has got something which is not Sunnah, but generally Muatta is more like you can say, book of Sunnah. But Bukhari Muslim, there are got many, many things. I'll explain to you what Bukhari Muslim are. But Sunnah is something different. Sunnah simply means really, whatever has been taught in the Quran, in a practice, how to, to act upon that, that's Sunnah. So something not in the Quran, and the Prophet did, it can't be, can't be Sunnah. Because the Prophet does many things. He does things as a messenger, meaning to act upon the Quran. That's what Sunnah is. So whatever the Prophet does as a messenger, meaning to teach you how to act upon the Quran, that is Sunnah. But the Prophet, before being messenger, he is also a human being. So like any human being, he does many things that every human being does. He also does. You know, that you don't need to follow him. he's, an, he's also an Arab. He can't be different from his culture. You know, he wears the same clothes as Arab people wear. You know, he eats same food as they eat. He has same medical treatment as they have got. Now you come and you think it all Sunnah. It is not right. You know, what is Sunnah is that when you fall ill, you should consult a doctor and get medical treatment. That is Sunnah. But to have same medical treatment as the Prophet, that is not Sunnah. That is his culture. He did because he can't do anything else. He can't find medicine from our time. He has to found, follow his, his time. Sunnah is that you, you have to cover your body, and you have to protect yourself against the heat and the cold. That is sunnah. But to have certain types of dress as the Prophet did, that's not sunnah. That's Arab culture. To so try to understand same food, the Prophet Shalassan loved tharid. Tharid was. A good food for Arab people. They loved it because, you know, from the very beginning, they know the, so much praise for tharid and enjoy that. You know, tharid they used to make from meat and, and, and bread, together, Tharid. What is good, actually, what sunnah is, that sometimes you should eat the food, the good food of your people. So they know you're part of that. They don't think you are alien, you know, because if somebody never eats any good food, always a rough food, the people think really to be pious means to be like that. You so, know, piety means that you be like people. So sunnah is that sometimes you should eat the best people of your like you have come you know, in this country. Sometimes you go and experience, you know, what Turkish food is and something like that. That's sunnah. Sunnah is not that you must have sarid. That's not sunnah. Sarid is, you know, an example of that best food, the Arab example. But for Indian people, it will be something else. For Turkish people, the uh, sunnah will be something else. That's what people keep misunderstanding things. So, for example, you know, the Prophet Sallallahu a good man. He cares for the people. But the way he cares, his own way. But the way you care, it will be different. But caring is sunnah. The Prophet tells stories to his wives. So telling stories, you know, in some entertainment, something, you know, people become happy. That's a sunnah. But you think, oh, no, I must tell the same story of the Prophet that in Bukhari mentioned Hadith of Muzara. In Bukhari, Muslim in you know, good generation, if you tell that story to your wife, maybe they become upset and they start to fall asleep. Maybe they don't enjoy that anyway, because that was good maybe among our people. But though the word sentences, if you keep people you think, What are you doing? You know, they will not like that. So this is not Sunnah is telling the story, but not exactly the same story. So that try to understand. So let me explain again. Sunnah only means that practice of the Prophet which he did to apply the Quran. Is it clear? Whatever he did to apply the Quran, that is the sunnah, the guidance. That's what you needed. What he did as a human being or as an Arab, that is not sunnah. You know, that is some details which can differ. In your time, like in our time, maybe the best medical treatment is available there. You can go there. So you follow sunnah. What is sunnah? You, file, you get medical treatment. But not the same one, different. Because it's the same one you can never can follow. It's impossible. So this is one misunderstanding among the people. Really, that you can see in London, sometimes you find people walk in the streets with a turban. And they think, you know, they're thinking they doing jihad with wearing turban. In no, you're basically making yourself alien. The Prophet salasai, never made himself alien to the people. When you come to Makkah, you never can differentiate the Prophet from Abu Jahal by dress. Abu Jahal and the Prophet had same clothes, same food, all same thing. There's no difference between Abu Jahal and the Prophet in the, in the cloth. It is the same, same people. Abu Lahab, same thing. The Prophet never actually made effort after Islam to make Islamic dress. There's no Islamic uniform. That never happened. So he continued with the same cloth as even Jahiliyyah. Nothing changed. This is people don't understand. The Sunnah is to cover your body and a good decent cloth of your people. Your people. That was Prophet. Not necessarily Prophet's people. So, so this thing keep in mind, when we say Sunnah, Sunnah means whatever the Prophet did to apply the Quran. Whatever is more than that, they are not Sunnah, they are culture. Culture as long, as does not contradict the Sunnah, is fine. If contradicts, their culture needs to be changed. Every people have a culture. You know, when Muslims came to Afghanistan, Afghan clothes became Islamic clothes because Islamic, Afghani, Afghani dress you know, fulfills all the purpose. It covers the body. It also protects. It's a decent clothes. Fine. Indian people, their own. To wear like Western people, they have their own clothes. It is Islamic clothes. As long as it covers the body, fine. To think, really, that it must be kurta pajama like I'm doing, not, not right. Because this actually never has been the It is Indian clothes. Indian people have developed. Nothing to do with the Prophet. To to think it is sunnah is not right. To think topi t- t- hat is sunnah is not na- right. Aras Arapik- actually agre- don't even have word for that. In Arabic language, there's no single word for for topi. The word borrowed from some other language. They don't have their own word. It is such a rich language. If they have a dress, why they don't have word? Because it's not their their, their dress. It's from outside. they used to be imama. Some people say the Prophet used to wear a, a, a imama all the time. That's a big mis- misunderstanding. No, he did not wear. He only wear the imama when a delegation came, when he wants to make more effort to welcome people that they can see him making effort. But generally in the prayers at home, meeting the people, his own people, no no imam at all. Hardly you can find imam anywhere. Some people all the time imam, and somebody in my mosque in Oxford, you know, shirt and trouser. They don't fit the imam, but he has in mind imam sunnah. He comes in the shirt and trouser, but with imam. Imam does not go with that. Imam can go with Arab clothes, but does not fit with the trouser and shirt. But that what because mind is imam sunnah. He, maybe he get reward because sometimes people have misunderstanding. Allah is still gave the reward because at least they're making effort. But Ulama need to teach them. So this is another matter. Sometimes people do something because they love the Prophet. Even they follow him in a small thing. Those things which are not Sunnah, maybe they can get reward. But if they corrupt and they think it is Sunnah and they teach everybody, then they will get sin. But well, somebody loves the Tare because the Prophet loved. Him. Yeah, maybe he can get, get reward because he loves the Prophet. But if we start teaching that, then it will be a mistake because then he corrupted the religion. He should not do that. So if you do really personally something of those things which are not sunnah you know, on your own, maybe you get reward. But if you start teaching that, there will be corruption. Not something actually I Isaac. If you read Bukhari in all this book, you can see it clearly. But you know, Imam Shatib in his book, Al-Muafiqat, he had mentioned these two points very clearly, two types of sunnah. And then more clearly done by Waliyullah Dehru in his book, Hujjatullah al where he said Sunnah he mentions. You know, the science of the Prophet in which he said Sunnah are two types. Sunnah huda and sunnah tul-aada. Sunnah of the guidance and sunnah of the culture. Sunnah of the culture are like you know, he mentioned like food, eating, drink medical treatment. And now in the Kajim comes rahmatullah, I love him. You the know, Don't think that you know everybody does mistake, I will do many mistakes is a great man, but he certainly did a mistake when he named the book at Nabawi." Or oh, its it at At-Tibbul-Arabi. Arab people's medical treatment. Nothing to do with the Prophet, Sallallahu He also followed his people. You can't make at tibbun It at At-Tibbul-Arabi. Similarly, you know, food. It is not At-Tabbul-Nabavi. It is At-Tabbul-Arabi. Now Suyuti comes. Suyuti is where only is Whatever people do in the past, write a new book, summarize it. So you never find Suyuti doing anything new in this world. The Bible Ma Suyuti writes only anybody can write ten books every day. Just get a book, summarize it, make a new book. A few things here and there to become something. You know, Zarakshi comes and writes a book. al-Burhan half a al Quran. Dear effort, four volumes. Then Suyuti comes al itqan a new book. Just exactly word by word, sentence by sentence. A few things here and there. You know, some change. It is just like that. See anything people have done, Suyuti comes and makes a new thing on the basis of that. In Iraqi comes, he writes his high isnad to hadith. Suyuti comes, he writes his own Osharia to High. Just in bar those same hadith, he just makes his own all the time keep doing that. People think you know, see, two people wrote. Ibn Taymiyyah writes a taqiyyin. Suyuti comes and writes Kholasa of that. That's all. Suyuti never made any new argument against Greek logic. It, or Ibn Taymiya the one, actually the summary is not, not also so successful. And the arguments are much, much better, much more detailed, much more convincing. When you summarize it, it, becomes, it doesn't become the same thing. That's why people should read the original works. You can be, you can see it. When people read Suyuti, so they think Suyuti is so great, but they don't understand it is based on something else. Histadribu Rabi, you know, Tadribu Rabi, every single thing he said, it all made it coming from Muqaddim al-Salah, books of Khati al Baghdadi. Nothing there is research. He did not make any research really, he's just copying them. What by what? Ideas are same ideas by Ibn Rasqlani. They, they have been copied there. So I never find Imam Suhuti. And then Imam Suhuti comes and he says, in every century they have been Mujaddid, and all Mujaddid are Shafi. None of them are Hanafi or Maliki or Hanbali. All Mujaddid are because Suhuti Shafi. And for the 10th century, he is, who is Mujaddid. I hope I am Mujaddid. He said about himself, I am Mujaddid of this century. Then maybe after him, somebody else claims. So he said, but after this, it will Mahdi. Fine. Like Shia people you know these um, have been uh, making all these imams. So two people they said in uh, the last Imam, you know, Imam Ghaib, he was four years old, he disappeared. So we meet him. Then they realize really that maybe after their death, some other people claim that they meet them. So when they're sixty-year-old or sixty four year old, both of them they come to the community, the, they say, Today we met the Imam Ghaib, and he said to us, This is the last meeting. After this, if anybody claims that he met Imam Ghaib, he's a liar. To finish. So now nobody can meet Imam to so so Imam Suyuti also made that, you know, first thing really, the concept of Mujdadi itself is still not Islamic anyway, nothing to do with it. Again, actually he made very clearly. This all. This hadith is weak. This concept in wrong. The concept in Islam is, in every generation there will be people. Qarn. Qarn became Miyasana 100 and in Abu Dawud. and Abu daud's hadith actually had weakness, I don't have an article on this matter. The hadith of Abu daud This hadith, the, the, way, the word is used to mean people of one generation. In every generation, there will be some people who will reform. That's actually true in every generation, but nothing to do with 100 years, because people don't continue, Generation don't continue 100 years. And on the base of that wrong idea, he made the list of Mujaddidin and all from Shafi Madhav. Nobody is from any other Madhav. So anyway, so I'm trying to say, because some people get something wrong, and then people start copying them without thinking. So there's nothing like that, there's no tibun nabawi, there's no ta'amun nabawi in that sense, what ta'amun nabawi is halal. If you eat halal food, it is sunnah. That way. Whatever halal, if you eat that, that is sunnah. The Prophet used to eat halal food. People should eat halal food. He used to eat you know, little, not to filling the stomach. If you do that, you eat your food halal, but don't fill your stomach, that is sunnah the Prophet so People don't understand, people think you have to do exactly the same thing, but in few things. You know, i I'll give you an example. This it, it, really helped me to understand. My teacher, Maulah Shahbaz, he was the director of a Madrasa, big madrasa in India, Jamtul Fala, he was Nazim there. So he said trustees used to come and meet once a year. So once uh, some tr- meeting was there, so I took some trustees to show them the hostess of the students, and the students were having breakfast. So, you know, their, uh, you know, the table you know, was dirty, you know, not so good, eh? they're eating there. Then after that, uh, we, m- you know, made arrangement for the breakfast for the trustees to very nice, clean sheet, you know, properly there and good food. The trustees who went to, to see with me they said, No, lift it because I cannot bear the students eat on the dirty, uh, you know, uh, 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 cloak and we eat on so clean, we can't do this. Tomorrow, Shavasada, okay, then I will remove that and brought the same one, dirty one. When he started eating, I said to him, stop now. You saw the cloak dirty, you removed it. Did you see the food? The food that the students ate was well, not like that. There was a different food. But this food, you eating. you eating something different from the students. That's what we do, really. We follow the Prophet in very small things. But in reality, what the Prophet came to teach, nobody follows him. So people think you know, if you do hijama, you follow the sunnah. But what Prophet used to do day and night really, nobody cares about that. People think, you know, if you eat sarid, you follow sunnah. But he used to concern about halal and haram. That we don't, we don't, don't have concern. So we have reduced the sunnah to those things which are very easy, anybody can do. Anybody can do it. You don't need any intention. The real sunnah has, has disappeared. So anyway, so that's the first thing to keep in mind. When we say sunnah, we mean that practice of the Prophet Alaihi Wasallam or even saying which he did to apply the Quran to the, the prayer, the fasting, the zakat, the hajj, halal and haram, you know, in buying and selling, all the, they are the sunnah of the Prophet You know, he taught and he applied for, for that. Things which he did as a human being, or Arab, they are not the sunnah of the Prophet What Bukhari Muslim did, because the life of the Prophet in many ways, can be helpful for the believers. Some, because some, you know, sometimes you need to know the context of the Quran. To so what they did, anything related to the Prophet they include their book. Because it could be helpful, and people need to know more about the Prophet. So certainly, those stories are helpful for us. To so Battle of Badr, Battle of there are many, many things we can learn from them. You know, Prophet's life, early life, whatever details can come there. They can be some helpful, something can provide the context. But they are not Sunnah. So they are of Bukhari Muslim. To provide to you a book, you know, those details which have any connection with the life of the Prophet in his life. Anything. Not necessarily you need to follow them, but it can be helpful for you something. So certainly history is helpful. So basically, Sahih Bukhari Muslim is like history of the Prophet. You know, which actually major part is Sunnah anyway, but some parts are not Sunnah, but still they belong to the history of the Prophet. That's what you need to learn. So when you study Sahih Bukhari Muslim, understand this, this thing. Because there are some hadith which are for a purpose, not to say sunnah. You don't need necessarily to follow that, but they can be helpful for you for something else. And that people can ask the ulama so, so this is one thing I wanted to tell you, the difference between sunnah and the hadith. Hadith simply means khabar. Actually, so another word for hadith is khabar. Khabar means report. Hadith is report. Hadith is reporting the sunnah of the Prophet, and whatever is related to the Prophet, that Hadith. That is why or Akhbarana, so on is reported. So hadith hadith, or Khabar means history, history of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam and this history includes the Sunnah and other than the Sunnah as well. Once you understand this thing, then this idea that Hadith must be sacred goes away from your mind. Unnecessarily people admit the Hadith is sacred. This is not sacred. You know, people have to understand actually what is Sunnah and what is other than the Sunnah of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. And alhamdulillah, that thing has been you know, preserved by the ummah very clearly. You know, for the Sahaba, they did this, then Tabi'in did, and then people after that, they did. They preserved the knowledge both with in writing and also in memory. So Arabs used to memorize because, in you know, re- writing was very little among them. But later on, writing developed so much, then generally everybody started writing. So after 100 years when people go to study hadith, generally they used to write. Actually, before coming to the class, they used to copy the book of the teacher and they used to read to him. So reading became very, very common. Actually, from very, very early, people think that in you know, all the hadith, the Sufyan Tauri or Malik or Sufyan muayyana and all they narrate it all from memory. This is not right, really. They used to have their books and students. They used to copy from them. That's why there is so much agreement. Uh, uh, but these books were not proper books. Eh? They are books like notes. The so notebooks. I clearly wrote an article, Al-Kitabu, Kitabani. There are two types of the books. So some books, people used to write either notes to teach. So there. Some books used to be proper book, with argument, and proper beginning, and end, and all those things. Uh, even the books which are like notes, they're done by the olima, big people. They are so organized. They're not organized, but they're, they're not proper book, meaning they're not with that argument and the system. Like Muatta. Muatta is not a book in that sense. It's a book like a like, notebook. That's why people who rep- in, narrate Muatta from Malik, they differ in the order, different. They do whatever they like, it's still Muatta. Because, you know, the order not important in, in Muatta. But books like Shibwais al-Kitab, or Imam Bukhari, Sahih Bukhari, or Muslim, Sahih Muslim, they are proper book. written, you know, with that intention. They have order, they have târtib, You know, and it follows that if you, if you take out things out of the context, it will have no meaning really. It really matters where Bukhari includes the hadith. A hadith which has got 10 information, and Bukhari only used for 5 information, and he lists <coughs> other 5 information. It could be intentionally. He thinks in this hadith, other 5 information, they are not important. It could be, sometimes it is, it, is, it is there. So people, this book is a proper book. Like books written by Aristotle, they are notebooks. Aristotle never wrote a proper book. All his writings are just notes, like Malish Motta. So it was the old fashion, nothing new, really. All these people, they used to write for the students. If you study with them, so it will be helpful for you. If you're not studying, it will not be helpful. They're not writing, really, for everybody Just to a comprehensive argument. It's not, but they are great people. So even when they write notes, they are, they are very clear. They can be helpful. But that keep in mind. So in Islam, there have been many, many books of hadith. But when people think hadith books, they think like Bukhari Muslim. No. Books means there have been notebooks. People used to write for their students. The students can be. the books, you know, so many Kitab and all those. The students wrote it like notebooks. They are not proper books. Proper books are very, very few. As I mentioned in the grammar, you have Shibwet al-Kitab. You have got, you know, Imam Bukhari's book. Even Imam Shafiid's books, they are not. Maybe Al-Rasala is proper book, because it's proper argument and all those things. But Kitabul Um and all that, they, they are like notes you know, arrangement can change, order can change, still they'll remain the same thing. So this is how it actually happened in Islam. Many, many writings came into existence. Bukhari and Muslim and books like that, they are not only hadith. They're hadith plus argument. Later on, people become lazy. They're thinking now we have got all the sound hadith anyway. Argument is there. If anybody needs argument, they can go. We don't need to read all those again again, you know, so much. You know, hustle something like that. So, people started, you know, collecting hadith just a without the argument, without the isnad, without anything. That became started after 300 years. Now people like Mam Baghavi, you know, he wrote Masabih and other people. So, he started writing books which are in, from these books but without any argument, without any isnaad, nothing. If you want to know, you can go there. Then, what happened? These books became important. Then, then argument is finished. Nobody knows the argument. Bukhari Muslims only are far Baraka, like Quran. So people do Sama very, very quickly. And after a while, they even don't know really what Bukhari's argument what Muslim's argument, argument finished People don't understand. So this actually happened big, big loss anyway. So among the books which have been compiled together without argument, without isanad, without any proof, you know, among them are many books which you call Arba'unad, 40 hadith. Because somehow in some week hadith has come if some people memorize, you know, or learn 40 hadith, this will happen, none of them are sound anyway, it's all the week, then no need really for this number. I don't know why, why this number becomes so important in Islam. But uh, so many, for a very early, Muhammad, Muhammad, Tusi, some people say in Abdullah Mubarak, they're the first people who wrote 40 hadith, and then after that, many, many 40 hadiths, people, people uh, kept writing. So one of them is, uh, Imam Nawawi's 40 hadith. Though actually he took from somewhere else, not, not all from him. And then in Rajab al hambali comes, he adds some more, that they become 50 hadith. But Imam is actually is not 40, 43. So you know he added 42, 43, I think, 42, 42 hadith. Now, now we have done. So there's, what he did. So he selected from these books, Bukhari, Muslim generally, and for Adam texts as well those hadiths which actually are good teachings and people need in their life more often. So this is good thing, something like that should be done, but they are for the common people. But ulama should learn something, real thing. So for common people, certainly you need, because they don't, don't need argument necessarily, so you can have to provide them. He wrote his book also, Radu Salehin, that's more complete one. But even the 40 one, 42 hadiths, they, they are also very good and people should learn those. They are the real Islam. So these hadiths, because people who wrote for the Hadith, there are many, many different intentions. Some people wrote on certain topics. Some people have more Hadith techniques, you know, Hadith, uh, which have, you know, Makkan Hadith, or Madina Hadith, or this is Hadith. Or, so, the, uh, some people have, like, about jihad, about Birrul Walidah, then about so many topics. Imam al is you know, selecting the usul of Islam, the fundamentals of the religion. So like that, this is a very, very important Hadith, no doubt, and if people should follow them and make effort to act upon them, these hadith, you know, all of them, like, you know, Hadith of Jibreel or Hadith of Imam al Amalib bin Ninyat, you know, intention actions are with the intention. They're very great hadith really. Uh, you know, people learn them, memorize them, teach them. Some of the hadith he has got from other sources. And some of these sources, they are good, but few are there actually are not right. Actually, i, I in my book, when I, mean, I bring tomorrow inshallah, I have uh, marked seven hadith which are weak, too weak to make any argument. Some of them could be nearly like fabricated, basically. They're very, very weak. But seven, not, not more than seven. So those seven should be understood properly because they the problem in that. Other than seven, the rest of the hadith, they are sound, sahih, either they're Bukhari Muslim or they're not there, still they are sound uh, uh, hadith. When hadith is weak or munkar, people don't understand what they mean, really. They think it's still hadith. You know, it, it means mistake. The so people make mistake the hadith. Mistakes are not hadith. So when Mohaddaitin says uh, something shah and Munkar, it is a name for hadith where people do the mistake. It means it's not hadith, not mistake. It, it's not fabricated, but they did mistake. They did misunderstanding. They, they somehow saying of someone, because saying of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, so they're not fabricating. They're not you know, inventing hadith. By mistake, they make hadith. So these things have different names. One name is shah, one name is Munkar. How they discover? By comparing. That's why it's called Shah. Shah means when we compared, we found a more authentic one. This and this is a mistake of reliable people. People like Malik and Sufyan, thought they also can be a mistake. Munkar means when well, a mistake is done by weak people, so it has been low really, and it goes against the fundamentals of the religion. So that keep in mind really, that you know, Shah and Munkar, these names, they don't mean they're hadith, they're not hadith.